0: Good morning, good night, and good welcome to the Jamie Grace Podcast. What was that? I don't know what that arm thing was that I was doing. For those of you guys that are watching this via video on Spotify or YouTube, uh, you're welcome for that weird stretch that was happening. Welcome to the Jamie Grace Podcast. I'm so glad you guys are here. This show is all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health, having some of the awkward conversations that we may avoid in real life, but hoping to shed some light on those things in in this show. And so, thank you so much for being here today. Today we are going to talk about therapy, but we're going to talk about 10 alternatives to therapy. There are many different reasons why a lot of people just don't feel comfortable in a therapy setting. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm going to give you guys 10 alternative options to therapy. And I hope that you uh, find this episode to be beneficial. Before we jump into that too much, I want to go ahead and just say a couple of thank yous. If, if you don't know, you're about to find out that this show is uh, very much so made possible because of my patreon community so thank you so much to anna all the way from the netherlands thank you to margarita and thank you to Haley from new york super cool just a couple of the people that are supporting the show over at patreon.com slash jamie grace the music that you heard in the intro was produced by yours truly and this show is produced by me and so um yeah every time you guys support on patreon it helps to keep this show alive but even if you don't if you hit me up on instagram leave a review on apple podcasts your support always means a ton. So, Thank you a whole lot. I appreciate it. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about 10 different reasons why, or 10 alternatives to going to therapy. So I started going to therapy a little over 10 years ago, um, in-person therapy. I found out I was free in college and that, you know, free to me sounded great. I love humans. And so the idea of like free, like, <laughs> wait, not, the, not that I usually would like pay people to be my friend, but <laughs> the idea of just like, you know, like. For real, for real, like human interaction with someone that is really good at interacting with humans and that like has to be nice. Um, it just sounded super appealing and so I've gone to therapy on and off ever since but um, there are reasons why people might not go to therapy I mean a lot of it could be the times that we are in can be overwhelming to like go out and meet new people or even meet new people online it's just it can be hard to kind of gauge what they're like Um, it could be because of like financial stuff you could just be like yeah I'm not in a place to pay for therapy right now like that's just not what's happening it could also be that you're in therapy and or you have tried therapy in the past and This isn't the season for it, or you just want something in addition to therapy. There could be so many different reasons, but I think a lot of times there's a misconception that therapy is a magical place where we go and all things are perfected, and that's simply not true. Um, In the you know subtitle of of my book, Finding Quiet, it says, "My journey to finding peace in an anxious world," and I know that that can feel so cliche and almost like a cop-out to use the word journey, but that's what this is, you know. Um, Therapy is not going to fix it all, and even the things I'm going to tell you, it's not like, okay, these 10 things, jump on that, and it's going to be perfect. Like, that's not going to happen. It's all a journey, and I hope to give you all some tools that are useful for your journey of life. Wow. It's Circle of Life. That's what, that's what I just, I just messed that up. Have you guys seen Olaf's new, um, where he does, like, all the explaining of, uh, classic Disney movies? It's great. It's on Disney Plus. Um, not an ad. <laughs> I'm just a taller mom, so we've been watching it. Um, and it's really funny. It's super cute. But anyways, guys, let's jump into it. 10 Alternatives for Therapy. All right. So number one, I'm going to say a short term book club, um, especially if it has any type of devotional component or like a journaling component. So I will leave a link in the show notes to like my book club Amazon list of some of my favorite books. If you've been following me for a while, you can probably already guess some of the ones that are going to be over there. Uh, The Boundaries book by Nedra Tawab, that's going to be on there. Of course, my book Finding Quiet, I'm going to include that for you guys. And then if you, um, I'm not sure if you guys know this if it's your first time checking out the show but I am a Christian and so I'll include some of my favorite like faith-based tools as well um some really great books there um but that's one thing that I think is super important and I like to emphasize on short term because I think sometimes if you just kind of like start want to start a book club it can feel very intimidating if you're like how long is this gonna last like this could be really stressful like I'm gonna have to talk to these people for the rest of my life like do I even like people like that I did that last year I started a book club and then I or maybe it was this year. I don't know what is time. And I like I after a few months I was like this. I'm sleepy. (laughs) Like like my Amazon list book club. It it was an Instagram. And after a few months I was like I don't want to. It's not that I don't want to do this, but I'm sleepy now. So uh, I recommend getting a really good book on whatever it is you might be dealing with, whether it's like anxiety. Um, personal stress, some fear, some worry, grief of a friendship, a breakup, whatever it might be that you're going through, find a book on that topic. Get at least one or two other people and say, hey, would you want to read this book with me? We can do a chapter a week, right? Like it doesn't have to be some like – deeply invested like everybody you're basically doing a part-time volunteer opportunity you know um so that is just one thing that i would definitely say is is get started in a book club a short-term book club with at least one or two other people you can read a chapter a week you can read three chapters a week and get together at least two times a month and just talk about what you're learning um, talk about what you're journaling if you're comfortable with that because that can be a really good way. Again, in partnership with therapy or standalone, it's just a great way to continue to build community um, and to build accountability with other people. And that actually leads directly into number two because this is a bit more specific uh, when it comes to the accountability side of things. But the second one I have is accountability with a friend. Um, that's a bit different than just like you know doing a book club with a few people because you might post on your I actually had a friend that did that. She posted on her Instagram story, like, hey, anybody want to do a book club with me? And it was, you know, kind of whoever reached out and she started a book club, but you might want to do something that's a little bit more specific, right? If you're going through the loss of a loved one, or like I said, a breakup or something like that, and you know, someone in your life that has dealt with something similar, you can reach out and say, hey, you know, would you mind just kind of like checking in with me like on Mondays at one o'clock for like five minutes because I'm kind of worried about like how I'm dealing with this or I'm just I know you've been through something similar I know that might feel super weird but again we have to make sure that as people that are pro-therapy like myself I'm in therapy right now weekly I love it <laughs> I very much benefit from, from seeing my therapist every single week um, but as, as someone that is pro-therapy I want to make sure that I never put therapy on a pedestal as though it is the only option for hope as though it is the only option for community as though it is the only option for socialization and reaching out and accountability friendship is so important I have a friend that I recently reached out to uh, earlier this year, Um, I was just going through something and I remembered from something she told me a while back that she was kind of in the same place. And so I just reached out and I said, Hey, like, can we just check in with each other? every week about how this is going and then it turned out to be a group text with four girls that were all going through um like some of the same stuff and it was so great we I think the last time one of us even said anything in that group text was maybe two or three months ago because it was much earlier this year but for a few weeks it was pretty consistent and it was what all of us needed and so I still talk to all of this friends separately um but that group text it just kind of simmered as we all all reach the goals that we wanted that we wanted to reach and so it was really beneficial so reaching out directly to a friend one-on-one and saying like i would like accountability um i would like your support i'd like to call you every two weeks i'd like to you know you to call me every other week whatever it might be um that can like genuinely be a really really good thing to do Okay, so the next one, number three, is joining a class outside of your home, any type of class or group um, that's not specifically related to, like, a book, you know, um, and telling someone your name. So this would be, like, a a fitness class, an art class, a pottery class, painting. I, I said art, and then I named two different types of art. So any type of, like, creative or physical activity class, that you join outside of your home. You got to like get up and go. If you are a bit cautious about like, you know, uh, with the way the world is right now, there's tons of outdoor opportunities, especially depending on what side of the world you live on. And you have to tell someone your name, right? It's so easy to go to a class and just like linger in the back and not really make any changes or adjustments socially. But building community, again, human interaction, social interaction, like this is such a beautiful thing and it's such a necessary thing. And so try what it was the song by uh, the wedding? Try as you may, your love always remains, right? So try as you may to at least talk to someone in the class and say, hey, hi, my name's Jamie. Uh, I don't want to be here, but I know I need to be here. So can we like exchange numbers or can you like when you see me next week, can we say hey to each other, you know? intentionally building connection, creating connection with someone else in a group outside of your home. Um, and that is a really good thing. <laughs> and I know it can be a challenging thing socially for a lot of us because a lot of us are like, why would I do that? But <laughs> if that's something that you think could be beneficial for you, um, then trust me, you should definitely try it out. All right, so number four is signing up for a small group at church and only allowing yourself to skips. Now, I know not everybody um, goes to church that listens to the podcast, so that's okay, but there are a lot of local churches at like <laughs> pretty much every corner, and I'm not saying just – well. You know, like, let's be real. This is another episode, but finding a church can be a really stressful situation. Because there's some, messes, there's some messy, messy things going on in the world here, yes. Yeah, so. And so, I don't know what that was. so I'm not uh, endorsing, you know, just like waltz into any of them. It'll be fine because Lord knows. Anyways, that's another episode for another day. Actually, probably not for this show. <laughs> but if you're able to... <laughs> connect with some great solid healthy people um being in a small group can be really awesome Aaron and I were in a small group in 2000 like the end of 2019 beginning of 2020 and then it kind of you know as the pandemic like kind of everything shut down um everything just kind of we kind of stopped having it because we weren't able to see each other in person. We did do a few weeks on zoom. um, But it was really fun. We would sometimes do like Bible study, Bible study stuff, but we also did like some cookouts, some potlucks. There were some chefs in that small group. It was four different couples um, or three couples. And then it was another lady. And then there were some like nights where we, Like, everybody's kids would come, and we'd have, like, dinner together. It was just, like, great. It was so much good food, so much laughing. That was one of the first times, too, that, like, you know, and I've been very open about this. Like, uh, so our daughter was born in June 2019, and like I said, we joined, like, the fall of 2019. So I was very in the beginning stages of being diagnosed with postpartum depression and the the small group was so beneficial to my mental health um again i i love jesus but there were times where like the small group we were literally I'm, just, I'm trying to think of, like, some of the stuff that we did. I remember one we just, like, sat out on the lawn and just talked about who knows what. Um, and it was just it was just so great to be around other humans and, as a mom, to be around other couples whose kids were older. And, like, it was, like, the first time that, like, I was okay with, like, other people, like, holding our kid and, like, helping me to, like like, kind of share that – I don't want to say, like, load because that's such a – that seems like such a negative word, even though I don't mean it in a negative way. Um, But just like to help share the responsibility of raising a little one. It really reminded me of the old school phrase of like, this is our village. And I really miss them. (laughs) I I love our small, like our small group people were so amazing. Um, And, it was just great just socially. And so, um, I'm really grateful for that. And I think that if you're in a place where you're like, look, I just don't feel like I belong. I just don't feel like I have people. Um, there are a lot of really good churches that have really great small group opportunities. Like I said, a lot of them are, you know, like lesson based and we did, you know, like watch like the Bible studies and stuff. Like, don't worry, Rick, I promise we watch Bible studies. Um, but <laughs> a lot of times it was just like, um, I, I mean, this in a non weird way, but, um, can I just like lay on your couch while you cuddle my baby? (laughs) It's like, I just, I just need this social interaction. My mom heart just needs this today. Um, and it was really awesome. So we were super grateful for that. And then number five, this kind of goes with number three, but it's a little bit different. Number five is playing an intramural slash recreational sport that involves you joining a team right so number three had some athletic you know uh hints toward it but this one is like very specifically like no this is like join a recreational softball team or a soccer team something if you're, if you're not very athletic you can kind of go you know like me you can kind of go beforehand and kind of case it out and see if they're the kind of people that are going to be like come on why I, I paid 73 and you didn't get one goal you know if, if they're gonna if that's going to be their vibe, then you don't want to go there. Um, but if you could find something good and recreational in your area just to go and have fun and be a part of a team, go be a part of a team. Even just saying that word is so beneficial. We use that word a lot in our home and in our marriage. We talk a lot about, like, yeah, like we're a team, like, and we'll even like cat and not like in a cheesy weird way, but we'll even, I. Well, I especially will casually use that word, just be like, "Yeah, like I, I love our team, babe. I, I love, I love us as a team." Just using that word, there's something about the collective of humans being called team that is just so empowering. Um, another personal experience when I was in college, you know, I really struggled with my mental health, uh, especially certain seasons, and I also really struggled socially. There were a lot of people that were like cool with me, but weren't like they wouldn't like invite me to hang out with them. You know what I mean? They were just like, oh, we'll eat at the cafeteria table for like 12 minutes and 13 seconds. But like, you know, you're not cool enough to like go out to dinner with us, you know. <laughs> so um, I spent so much time with the soccer team at my school, the women's soccer team, and also the women's basketball team. Um, and to this day, her name is Mandy Cook, and she was the coach of the women's basketball team. To this day, I call her coach. Um, she was not my coach. I did not try out for the team. I don't know how to play sports, but she, she was so good. All of all the coaches at my alma mater, they were all so good at cultivating that team spirit so much so that someone like me, a complete outsider, um, if, if they saw that I needed, I needed a team, then they welcomed me. And so I'm just really grateful for my team's. even though the soccer team recently had a reunion and I wasn't invited. And I was like, all those pictures I took from the sidelines, was I nothing? Um, clearly not actually a team member, but they were my friends. <laughs> this just got so sad. Still go join a team, guys. Still go join a team. Um, okay, number <laughs> number six coming up in just a minute. <laughs> All right. So number six, another personal testimony from college, utilize local free therapy resources, like a guidance counselor or a therapist at school. Um, This is mostly just, you know, for students, because that's the place where I can mostly think of them. But also, there are a lot of people, you might be um, a member of a church, and they might have therapists there as well. It is something that is good to mention or just to be cautious of is that like, um... A guidance counselor will likely be very different from like um, a licensed psychologist, but a lot of times guidance counselors are licensed psychologists, so that can be very beneficial. Also, um, like Bible-based therapy, like someone like at church, that might be more so to like help you make a big decision, you know, about like you know, like I, I don't know, whatever big decision might be coming up in life, as opposed to going to like a licensed psychologist or a licensed psychiatrist, right? So these are all different things. But I'm just saying if it's to the point where you're like, you know what I mean? Like if you're in a season of life where you like, I need to talk to somebody, I need to get these feelings out, that could be a great place to start. Just when it comes to growing and learning in your ability to express yourself, again, build community um, and start to not at all like rely on someone else to like tell you what to do, but just to grow and learn into hearing different perspectives, weighing options, and not just allowing those thoughts to overwhelm us and make us feel more isolated than uh, we possibly are. The other day, my brother-in-law was asking for my help in buying a gift for my sister, and he jokingly called me Head Elf, except it wasn't totally a joke. I loved gift giving and list curating, but y'all, this year, Head Elf responsibilities just might be too much, and the best way to make a gift giving easier is to try Elfster. It's the number one secret Santa app in the world. And with Elfster, you can create a free gift-giving exchange by setting the date, the budget, and letting Elfster take care of all the busy work. Add gifts to your wish list from all the brands you love, like Amazon, Etsy, Sephora, and more. And when you share your wish list with your family and friends, you can make sure that everybody gets a gift that they really want. So go to Elfster.com or download the Elfster app today. And of course, thank you, Elster, for sponsoring the Jamie Grace Podcast. All right, so another one, number seven. This is one of my favorite ones, personally is have a quarterly movie night with a few friends where you watch specific messages or talks about mental health and you discuss them together. So there are so many different variations of like a mental health movie night, right? (laughs) Or emotional wellness movie night. There's so many different variations of this. One of them could literally be like, again, a group text, an Instagram DM, group DM or something like that, where, you know, you're watching different movies together and you're just kind of comparing notes and saying like, Hey, like, what do you think about this? Like, what were your opinions on this? I actually think I might do an episode. Let me know on Instagram at the Jamie Grace podcast. If you think this episode would be beneficial, I might actually do like an episode called like 10 movies about mental health or something like that. Because I think that a lot of people don't realize how helpful film can be to have these conversations. There is a movie called A Beautiful Mind. Uh, I believe it's written at PG-13 or R, so be mindful in your life choices. They're yours, not mine. Um, that movie has some very powerful things that, that, that have taught me so much about myself. And the, the lead, you know, he and I have, we don't have that many similarities when it comes to our diagnosis. Um, for those of you guys that don't know about my personal one, it's Tourette syndrome, uh, anxiety, OCD, and... ADHD. I love how that's the one I always forget. So ironic. Um, So, you know, that's not even his diagnosis, but that film really gave me a lot of language to be able to communicate. Uh, Same with the film Dear Evan Hansen. I know there have been so many different controversies for so many different reasons surrounding that film. And so viewer discretion is most definitely advised because I mean, in any film, right, especially if you're dealing with mental health stuff, you have to be mindful of what you could be getting into watching it. But I will say that the song that Amanda Stenberg's sang and, – and forgive me, even though I'm a musical theater nerd, I, I, I hadn't done my research on the theater – or the, the the production beforehand – but there's a song that she sings that's something along the lines of, like, the other ones or the hidden ones or something like that. That song gave me the language to communicate to my husband some things that I have been feeling that I didn't even know how to express. I didn't even know I was missing. Um, the movie King Richard. Oh, my word. It has so many different scenes and, and conversations around mental health and being known and being black and being, you know, portrayed as crazy. It, they're Oh, my word there's so many different movies that can help lend a hand toward great conversation. So maybe it's a group text where you and your friends are just, you know, texting these movies back and forth and then you, you know, just hop on the phone every couple of weeks. But I would recommend even more than movies that are created and curated for entertainment. I would recommend watching like um, a Nedra Tawab interview together, right? Um, Sitting down and having that conversation, watching that like an interview of hers together and talking through what that means. Or maybe everybody brings like a 10 to 12 minute YouTube video on um, anxiety or depression or autism or whatever it might be, Um, you know, whatever it is that you and your friends are going through or just something that resonated with you. And then you watch it together, you discuss, watch another one discuss, take a break for some nachos, play a game, watch another video, discuss, you know, some TED Talks, maybe um, a sermon if that's like y'all's vibe. Like, um, but I I really, and I'm not at all saying don't watch a sermon, but I'm just saying very specifically things that are about mental health. There are so many incredible free resources available to you. And the last thing that I would want to do is ever give the impression again that like, oh, there's only... One route, one step (laughs) to your healing. It's three weeks of therapy, then everything's better. No, man, especially when we're talking about like mental health diagnosis and um, anxiety diagnosis and just just continual stress as millennials and as humans surviving a pandemic, yeah? We have to continually put in work. We have to continually go through this journey together, yeah? And so um, I really hope that these resources... um, will prove to be beneficial to you guys and I really hope that you can have at least once a year a movie night or a message night YouTube video night but quarterly right it could be a good idea it could be a really fun thing all right number eight number eight involves a little bit more of like a social thing like sometimes people get a little overwhelmed like making a phone call or sending an Instagram message to someone that you don't know as well so what I'm gonna do is tell you this really quick and then I'm gonna like actually say something that you can Uh, like write down and copy and paste because I just want to help if I can make this a little bit less stressful for you guys. So number eight is to email um, like a group or um, a therapist that you might want to work with and ask if they have any recommended resources. And so what I mean by this is, you know, you might know of like a local um, like nonprofit or something like that, that seems to be really awesome and beneficial, but maybe their schedule's crazy booked. You might know of a therapist that you're not ready to go to see in person but you have some questions for them a lot of people in this space may not use social media one-on-one especially not in a private space so um, even though i said dm you might also find this to be beneficial to just like send a tweet um, or leave a comment i know you know the poet morgan harper nichols who happens to be my big sister you know she also does a lot of responding to people in her comments like this when she sees a comment that might say something along the lines of and this isn't like to go test it. Like if she doesn't respond, like don't get mad at her or me. Uh, But (laughs) I don't want her to be like, Jamie, you said that I was going to respond to every comment. But here we go. Here's the script. Hey, I was wondering, would you happen to have any recommended resources, especially reading for someone that is dealing with the loss of a loved one? Super simple, right? That could be a a tweet. It can be a comment on an Instagram post or something like that. Um, People have asked me that kind of stuff before too. And so I I say that because um, a lot of times like you can kind of feel in the dark completely, you know, of like, I know I need to reach out. I know I need to get help, but... Like, what does that mean, you know? And so, if you're able to kind of pinpoint, like, what is the journey that I'm on, right? Like, I'm dealing with things when it comes to eating, I'm dealing with things when it comes to body image, I'm dealing with things when it comes to being a new mom, I'm dealing with things when it comes to finding my purpose in life, I'm dealing with XYZ. I'm dealing with this or that. Like if you can, you know, try to kind of pinpoint a little bit and then just reach out, like I said, to a nonprofit, a therapy group or something like that. And just say like, hey, it'd be super cool to come on your live shows in the future. It'd be super cool to, you know, be able to be a client of your, you know, uh, group in the future, however it will be phrased. But um, in the meantime, do you have any recommended uh, resources um, that you think would be beneficial to me? All right, so number nine. We're getting close to the end of the party. Here, speaking of party, our two-year-old went to a dinosaur party today. It was um, the party theme was it was oh, what was it? It was come on, let's roar because Emma's four or something like that. It was super great. My friend Lindsay, um, she was like, "Yeah, it's just gonna be like a really chill party because we just came back from out of town." And then I w- we went to the party, and there was a dinosaur. A, well, a person in a costume, but not like that one that we all see. And it's like, oh, there you are. Uh, it looked like an actual dinosaur. Like, for a second, I had to think. I was like, is this a dinosaur? Is that a dinosaur? And I was like, oh, I think it's a person. I don't think dinosaurs are here anymore. Um, it was super cool. It was like a whole show. They did a whole show in the backyard with a dinosaur. And then it was, it was really cool. Like, Bella, our, our two-year-old baby uh, that I – Birthed. Um, she was not into it at first. She kept kind of looking at the dinosaur like, "You have no business in this suburban neighborhood." But, um, but eventually she kept asking for the dinosaur, and she wanted to go dance. And I mean, I didn't know that was a thing that people did. Like, I my friend Lindsay would she would say that she's not bougie, but I I don't think it's true. You know what I mean? In a good way. Love love nice gowns. Nice gowns. Um, I just. <laughs> I, as, as I, I've never, I've never had someone tell me it's going to be a low key party and then I show up and there's a dinosaur. <laughs> Anyways, number, it was awesome. You're awesome, Lindsay. <laughs> number nine, join a small group hosted by a licensed psychologist or therapist. Um, I will leave a therapy Resource um, for group therapy in the show notes. That's actually a thing. It can oftentimes be a lot more affordable than one on one therapy and a lot less intimidating um, when it comes to. Just like joining, you know, joining a, what's it called? Like joining up with a therapist or meeting up with a therapist instead of like you and a stranger in a room and the intimidation or the, you know, just not knowing what to expect of being with a therapist. You can be in a small group with multiple people that are going through similar things that you are and it can be really beneficial, um, to your growth. And one of the most awesome things about it is that there are small groups that are led by licensed psychologists and therapists. And, uh, you know, I know I've already mentioned this before, but like, what's the song? Like everything has its season, everything has its time, you know, and even in the Bible, it's like, there's a time for everything. Like it's, it, there is a time and a place for like, small group stuff at church, guidance counselors at school, licensed psychologists, licensed psychiatrists, neurologists, like all of these people have different purposes and serve different purposes. Right. And so this isn't to say like, oh, well, this one replaces that and that one replaces this one. Not at all. But if you're wanting to be in an environment with a licensed human, um, that is the kind of therapist that I see. Um, and she also happens to be a follower of Jesus, but that is not necessarily the basis of what we talk about because for me personally, that's why I have a pastor relationship. That's why I have my church relationship. Um, So being in that small group with a licensed psychiatrist or licensed psychologist can be super beneficial. And like I said, it can make everything a lot less intimidating. And now here we are. Number 10, the last, the final last, but not least. Um, I kind of not officially came up with this, but I did kind of come up with this. I make a list of things that are getting on my nerves. I have an ongoing list (laughs) actually. Well, it's ongoing, but they're all separate. So, okay, let me explain. So every time something is stressing me out, um, I can Sometimes I can brush it off, right? Like sometimes something is like, oh, that was annoying. And then you just kind of you don't think about it anymore. But sometimes things are stressing you out and they really do start to kind of like – Kind of like, uh, what is it? Like, connect the dots to other things that are stressing you out, especially if you're like me and you have anxiety, then you kind of start to like rabbit hole and quickly you're now in a loop of a million different things, a million dreams, okay? so many different things that are getting on your nerves. And it's wild and it's annoying. And it's like, what in the world am I supposed to do with this now? And so, what I do is I have there's tons of different apps on like iPhone, maybe even Android. There's tons of different apps <laughs> that are like free notes apps, even password protected ones, whatever you want to do, um where you can you can just like write down like okay, today is November whatever and I am stressed out by a b c d e f g, right? Just write down those things. And then you can close your phone and just kind of be like, okay, I wrote it down. It might not feel, it probably won't feel like a big magical revelation, especially the first time you do this. It, 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 it's, it's likely not going to be absolutely transformative and remarkable, but just stick with it, I promise. And I maybe should have said that at the beginning for all of these things. None of these things are are going to feel like – or possibly none of these things are going to feel absolutely life-changing in the beginning. But again, it's a journey. And so when you stick with these things and you're constantly working toward um, just this peace and, and rest and this quiet, you'll be absolutely amazed where you know time and work will take you. And so what I started doing, again, I, when I kind of found myself thinking of like more than one thing that's getting on my nerves, I start making this list. I usually make a list once or twice a week here's the catch. Before I go to bed at night, I go to the list. And if I wrote down seven things that are getting on my nerves, like I'll just make up some things, right? Because I'm not about to put my business out there. But like, you know, neighbor messed up my front porch decorations. That's like a it's like a crime anyways neighbor messed up my front porch decorations pizza was late getting delivered I feel like I can't depend on the pizza guy I feel like I can't depend on anybody I feel like no one can depend on me you know what I mean like you make this list of these things then you get in the bed at night you see your seven things on the list 14 things 32 things whatever the same amount of things in that same note at the bottom make a new list and now you got to list, seven things that are awesome in the world or seven things that make you happy. And literally each of those seven things, it could be like a uh, cheese pizza, pepperoni pizza, cheese and pepperoni pizza. Like, I don't care what the list is. This isn't homework. You're not about to get graded by it. Just make the list for however many things you have on the list of stuff that gets on your nerves. Make a list of things that make you happy. The reason for doing this is just perspective. It's growth and it's time. And I don't even really want to spoil it all for you. You really won't even know how beneficial this is until you start doing it. I've been doing this for years, but very specifically this year, because I was trying to remember stuff to tell my therapist and I started just making a list of things that I wanted to tell her. Just like, oh, I cannot wait to talk to her about this. Then I would get to her office and I'll open my list and I would be like, oh wait, this does not matter anymore. (laughs) It is one been really beneficial for me to see that time really does heal things. Not All things, but some things. And it's also been really beneficial for me, too, to see how much beauty is in the world um, in spite of the pain that I experience as well. It's given me the freedom to experience both as opposed to like, oh, no, like everything's falling apart or everything is perfect. When is it going to fall apart? It's given me the freedom to embrace both of those things. Um, And I'm genuinely, genuinely grateful for that because... It's a privilege and uh, I don't take that lightly. Hey friends. So as many of you all know, I have anxiety. I have a diagnosis, generalized anxiety disorder, and I'm also a millennial surviving a pandemic and I deal with everyday stress. People often ask me how I manage my anxiety on a daily basis. And one of the most beneficial things for me has been counseling, which is why I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about one of the sponsors of the Jamie Grace podcast, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling provides four different ways you can talk to your therapist. Video chats, messaging, live messaging, and phone calls. So if you're struggling with anxiety, loneliness, frustration, or if you're trying to make a big life decision about school, work, friendships, relationships, you should definitely give Faithful Counseling a try. If you go to faithfulcounseling.com slash Grace, you'll get 10% off of your first month. That link is also in the show notes, but again, it's faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. And now, back to the show. I hope it's no surprise to hear a counseling ad in this podcast episode um, because all of these things are have been helpful to me at some <laughs> season in my life, and I hope that I can just provide you with as many resources and options as possible so that you can take the first, second, third, or fourth step into your own healing journey because you're worth it. And so I hope that these 10 things um, and even the two ads that hopefully bring you some joy and some peace as well, I hope that these things really do help. Um, I am so grateful that I... I am the woman that I am today. I look at where I was seven or eight years ago in a very, very dark place. And I am just so grateful that uh, I I am where I am today. And so like I said, all these things have been beneficial to me. And I hope that they can be beneficial to you as well. Thank you so much for listening, friends. This is the last episode you will hear from me before I turn 30. I turned 30 on um, November 25th. I literally just had to think about it. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to be 30 years old since I was seven years old. And so I'm really excited, but I also kind of feel like there's a lot of pressure on that too. <laughs> so um, yay, happy 30th to me. Woohoo! I'm getting old. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm um, Yeah, I'm super, super pumped. So if you you know want to get me a present or something like that, <laughs> just be a good human, yeah, be nice to a human that you see, do some old good old cliches, some good old classics and pay for somebody's food in the drive through or you know go the extra mile to smile at somebody that looks like they're having a bad day you know whatever it is it's just a way that you can show love Um, you guys can I think you guys should do that for sure you can also stream my new song show love it came out yesterday on Spotify Apple Music it's the extended version Jamie Grace's show love featuring Morgan Harper Nichols I would not be able to make music I would not be making my podcast if it was not for the amazing people at patreon so thank you guys so much for being the absolute best patreon.com slash jamie grace i really am so 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 grateful that you guys support the show so thank you so much hit me up on instagram at the jamie grace podcast i'm also my personal instagram is at jamie grace h for sounds and playlists almost every single day have the best weekend of your entire lives. And if you don't, not my fault. Just kidding. Um, I'll talk to you guys on the internet. Okay, um, bye.